Hey, one more thing before you go. In this episode, we share the journey of a woman who was bullied at school from a young age, sexually molested, and for 19 years was in an abusive marriage. We're going to learn how she worked her way out of those challenges to become a successful businesswoman and a confidence coach. We're also going to learn how you too can build confidence to empower yourself to use your experience and your knowledge to move forward in your life in a positive way. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and this is That Thing About Bullied to Empowered. My guest in this episode is Martha Mock. She's also known as the Super Confidence Coach. She's a motivational speaker, a multi-award-winning international makeup artist and author. She's an entrepreneur with multiple businesses. Welcome to the show, Martha. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's wonderful to be on. This is a, a, a really whirlwind um, journey that your life has been on. You've come very far from, uh, from where you were and where you're at now. It has been an amazing, colorful journey. I use, I like to use the word colorful instead of sad or sorrow because I believe that we do attract what we ask for in life. And I got a really good niche to share. Two days ago, I've been uh, uh, selected by the Yahoo Finance to be the top 1% of confident coaches in Australia. Oh, that's outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. So- Always nice to get what they say, the feather in the cap. That's really Mm. cool. (laughs) So in your journey, let's learn a little bit more about you. So where did you grow up? I was born in Hong Kong and I moved to Australia when I was think about three days before my birthday because my mom told me that when you are uh, uh, under under 11 years old, you get the children tickets. So I was a few days before my 11 years old coming into Australia. And it was a very interesting journey coming from someone that who doesn't speak English. English is not our first language and to learn everything again. And I guess that probably that's when the bullying part starting to come as well. Uh, not knowing um, how to communicate properly. That really does. It, it was a, a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I'm sure that it would be, especially coming from different cultures too, not just mm. not just a language barrier, but a different mm. culture. Mm. Um, so what was your family like? My family is, they're very, very supportive, but they are, of course, they're hardworking parents. We don't come from a very wealthy world. Um, I remember we probably were sleeping on just mattress for the first six months that when we were in Australia, but they're caring and loving. And one thing that I truly love about my parents is that they allow me to be who I am. They allow me to go and explore my life. And that's one of the big reasons and the big journey that I learned that as long as I believe in myself, that I'm doing good, everything good was starting to come. That's positive. Very mm-hmm. positive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any brothers or sisters? I have one brother, and uh, he has a loving family because I don't have any kids of myself. So my niece and nephew are the closest thing to me to my own kids. I can I understand that. I mean, I've got two kids myself, but I've also got several nieces oh. and a nephew. And now I'm a great, a great uncle. Wow. I, I hope... I hope to be a grandpa pretty soon. I hope. <laughs> Lovely. We're, we're putting that, putting that out to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am open to being a grandfather. Oh, lovely. So, 
Uh, so you grew up in Australia, which, you know, that's kind of unique in, in mm. itself. Uh, I'm sure it's vastly different from Hong Kong. Did mm. you go to um, university? I went to actually TAFE because I'm not, like, I'm always more of a crafty person than an academic person. So I thought, okay, I don't want to stick in a 95 job and I need something to be more interesting. I was doing really well in art. And little do I know at that time, at the age of 18, that I could become a makeup artist and actually earn money that way. I wish I know a lot earlier. So I went into the field of marketing. So I studied at TAFE at Advanced diploma marketing and that helped me to develop my career in Hong Kong when I went back for Hong Kong for a three months holiday met my first husband there and I decided to stay for three years and because of my uh, educations in marketing and sales I was promoted to be a supervisor of marketing only at the age of 21 so I did really wow. well when I was in Hong Kong and uh, and then uh, SARS if you remember SARS actually hit mm-hmm. and that's when I come back to Australia and it has been really good coming back home because I was getting really homesick. I have a few friends in Hong Kong, some uh, distant relative in there, but it wasn't like my own family. And Hong Kong is a very stressful place, very high pressure uh, at work. I was working from 9 a.m. in the morning to 11 o'clock at night just to be feeling guilty about going home while my colleagues would put a carport down and just sleep at the at the floor. So that high pressure situation have caused me to develop a depression and anxiety issue. And when I come back to Australia, I started working in for Optus again as a buyer. And within, I think, only six months, I started to get even worse in mental-wise. And I remember that morning, one day when I was going to work, my knees were shaking as I go up the hill. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong about me. There's something wrong. So I went and see my doctor and said, oh, yes, yeah, you have uh, probably like PTSD or stress uh, all of that related is that you need to actually take some time off and look after yourself. So I quit my really good job at the, at the Optus and then come and actually become a receptionist for a health a nutrition company. And from that, I learned a lot more about health and nutrition. What do I need to worry about myself? And and it is from that that when I was sitting in front of the TV, Looking at Bond and Beautiful, uh, knowing exactly what time, what news and what channel is actually going on, I'm like, I'm only 20 something in my life. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? And an opportunity come in when my sister-in-law opened a hairdressing salon. So I'm like, hey, I'm always good at art. And now that I'm uh, at least got a stable job, not making a lot, but still a stable job, why don't I pursue my childhood dream of uh, becoming a makeup artist? Because I do enjoy makeup, even I don't use a lot of myself. I'm like, but I love the fact that being able to make people feel amazing about themselves. It is that quality of what a makeup artist can bring that insecurity that we smash and bring their natural beauty out that really attract me and resonate with me so i would say to my sister no you know what for 25 dollars, i will sit in the corner and do my makeup on the side while you have some wedding client and that's how i started and within a year of entering the industry I won a makeup competition, first prize, and that's how my career started. And within, I think, three years, I become a full-timer in the uh, wedding makeup artist world, which is quite rare because we only work on weekends. 
we don't work on weekdays. So I pretty much only work two days a week and have five days off. Uh, but I was very, very blessed that I was able to make enough for the last, for the rest of the, what, 13 years in my career on it. Until, of course, COVID hit when everything started right. to change. Um, my old, really changed have, yeah, everything changed. And yeah, so that changed quite a bit. Oh, definitely. If, if you don't mind, let's talk. I, I, mm. I want to kind of go back to, um, if you don't mind, I, yeah. I think we, we need to go back to kind of some motivation, which got you to where you're at now, in addition mm. to what got you there. Now, you earlier you mentioned PTSD of some type. Mm. So you um, you were sexually molested when mm. you were uh, young, correct? Very young, so, yes. So let's talk about that. But do you feel that some of the PTSD might come from that in subsequently from, well, we'll, we'll kind of gradually move into that, but... Um, you had some other incidences and challenges mm. in your life. Is, is mm. that where the PTSD came from? I think so. And because it is so deep in my unconscious mind, I didn't actually pick that up until uh, I went to a doctor's and actually get diagnosed. And because I was bullied at school from a very young age as well, even when I was in Hong Kong, I um, and that caused me inside there was a resistance in me. I still believe in light and shine. but there was something wrong with me at that time, feeling like that I'm constantly not good enough, feeling like that I need to be a people pleaser to make sure that everyone around me is happy. And that has caused me a lot of stress. Now, do you, when did the sexual molestation take place? When you were young? It, it was, that was uh, by somebody probably, you trusted. Yeah, it was by an uncle that led me to a window and then we start looking at Leon lighting and then he started to touch me everywhere. And I didn't know at that time it was not a caring, caring act. I thought it was just an uncle looking after me and not knowing it until quite later in life was say, Hey, that's not why right. that's not the right thing to do. And it, it, it was actually a sexual harassment. And as I, Oh, wow. Uh, and that hit me quite hard been coming from an Asian background. We're very traditional about uh, like sexual, that sort of topic. And it was also the last thing I shared to the world as well. No one knows about my story one year ago because I have this entrepreneur face on my face. I always wear a shiny mask. I was confident and smiling and always positive on stage. However, they don't know that I've been uh, abused by my uh, ex-husband, telling me that I'm worthless and he doesn't work and I'm the breadwinner. So I have constant pressure of, of, of pleasing another person. So this really, it, I started to begin to have split personality. I have like really happy face when I'm working. But then when something went bad at home, the next morning I'm going to work, I could be the most moody person. And I didn't know that until my my staff actually told me, hey, you were very moody the other day. Were you okay? I'm like, oh, really? I didn't know. Because it becomes a fighting mechanism for me to survive every single day, to block things out instead of letting me, okay, this is what happened, and looking back into it and say, okay, this is what I should do. And I think everything sort of lead up to my uh, PTSD and going into the depression. And then after I left my uh, ex-husband, I did met a guy who I thought was the, my knight in shining armor. And that didn't go well. After three months, I was in uh, trauma. I was completely traumatized. And I have to go for trauma therapy to get myself better. 
You know, they on your. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's there are thousands. Unfortunately, there are millions of individuals mm. that experience exactly what you're mm. you're feeling. Uh, as a law enforcement officer that I was for a number of years, mm. I, I investigated cases mm. of of exactly what you're talking about with molestation mm. and sexual harassment and abuse. And I was a, worked with a domestic violence team, and that's mm. all we investigated was domestic violence and mental abuse. This mm. is, I'm just putting this out there so that everybody understands that mm. mental abuse is also domestic abuse. It doesn't have to mm. be just physical. It can be mental mm. as well. And mm. that, you know, uh, berating and demeaning and mm. um, statements that are made that are uncalled for. So that, you know, women and men and mm. children yes. all need to, un to really have an understanding that there are certain aspects of life that are not acceptable mm. and that they always have a way out. Mm. And they always had a way to move forward. So mm. how how did you move out of those negative situations? What brought you forward from that? Mm, I have to admit that during that time, because I don't see a future, I don't see the will that I need to continue living for more than 60 years old because I was that unhappy in my life. I don't have much of a suicidal thought, but I have the thinking to say, you know what, another 20 years of this, I'll, I'll be enough. Like 60 years old, that's the maximum I wanted to live because I have enough bullshit in my life. That's it. Can't deal with it anymore. And I was like, okay, so if I only got 20 years to live, that's on my 40th birthday. I realized that, hey, what do I truly want? Yes, I'm scared of being alone. I'm scared of uh, being in a house by myself. It's, yes, I live with, with a housemate that where they didn't even share the same bed for four years uh, before my divorce. And it's like, yes, but it's better than nothing than coming home to an empty house. So that fear kept me there for 19 years that I didn't want to move, even that I've been told I'm worthless every single day. And I was like, okay, because of that fear and that injected into you and what other people are saying, I feel like I'm not good enough to get out. But not until my 40th birthday, I truly asked myself, what do I want? And I only wanted to be happy. I wanted someone to see me from who I am, to celebrate with me on my success to share a life of happiness and joys and understanding and communications and intimacy as well. We're all human. And I want that. And I was like, okay. And that gave me the courage to start moving out. And it was not easy. It's such a long relationship that we have. And he really depended on me. And I built up this guilt of leaving him because the promise that I made to his dying mom on her dying bed was to look after him the best that I can. And I felt like that I betrayed that at some point. And, but I need to think about myself as well. It's like before when people tell me in an airplane that you should put your own mask on first before putting it on someone else, I didn't agree with that at all before because I feel like that I'm the giving person. I must please other people. I must look after people first, other people first. But not until I truly understand the meaning of self-love. What does it mean by when my cup is full, that's when I can give more? Once I understand that, that I say, hey, it is time to fill my cup again, and it is time to give myself that oxygen I need. And that's where my self-development and self-journey began. Well, I, in those kind of, uh, that acknowledgement 
it was, is a, a very obviously very positive step in moving someone's life forward. And what you came through, other people can also come through that, correct? Mm. Mm, definitely. I think that the main thing that I learned about this is to be vulnerable, to ask for help. I was too proud, too ashamed, too uh, looking down on myself, thinking that I'm not worth helping. And just being able to learn that, hey, when I ask for help, there's so many people jumping out, putting their hands up and help me in so many ways that I could not even uh, express my gratitude. So I think about it every single day and I'm so grateful of all the help that I got. But the first step to take is to allow yourself to have that help. Allow yourself to accept and receive the help. That is one of the biggest things. I agree with that. And acknowledge that you're in a situation that you don't deserve to be in and that you, you, you are worth it. And you, mm -hmm. you are worth moving forward and out yes. of those type of situations. Mm -hmm. So did it surprise you that you had more help than you thought you would have? Oh, definitely. It's so amazing that once you ask the universe for what you want, it's starting to come back into you. That was something that it completely changed my mind. And seeing the power of support, seeing the kindness in people's uh, hand, and it's like so rewarding. And now I'm dedicated to help other people. Like I have one mission is that to have no woman to suffer in silence like what I did. And that's why that I become a coach and that's why I wanted to help other people because they are worth it. They deserve it. They also allow to have a voice and to voice out and find someone that will celebrate with them instead of actually putting them down. And this is, I mean, I, I, I need to put this out there too. It's obviously you are in Australia, mm. but this is worldwide. Mm. No matter where you're at, you this is mm. something that you have an opportunity. I'm speaking to you, the audience. <laughs> you have an opportunity to move forward in your life and make a choice. And um, you you have to make you 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 don't believe you have that choice, but you really mm. do deep down inside yes. have that choice to make to move forward, to mm. stay in the situation where you're at, which you don't deserve to be in, mm. or to move forward. Mm. And there are other areas and. You know, I'll put some things in the show notes at later that um, obviously there are some other avenues that people can, yes. if you need those assistance, if you're in a domestic violence situ if, uh, situation or something along that line, that you can reach out to. Mm. So, you know, you're not, you're never alone. Definitely. You are. I completely agree with you. And that's the reason that why I'm starting my own nonprofit organization to help people that who are in a similar situation that I was. Someone that who cannot afford a coach to guide them. I'm opening up this nonprofit to help out those women that who are in need, uh, to give them some guidance and help. In a few sessions, we can show them that there's light at the end of the tunnel. All they need to have is that hope and that will to be the better, best version of themselves and allow themselves to feel worthy. And that's one of the things that we're doing right now. Well, and that's outstanding. And uh, I, I will support you in that. Um, you, as, as I said earlier in, in bringing you on, um, you are an entrepreneur. We've talked about a couple of businesses that you've started. Uh, obviously, the makeup artist and the award-winning, mm. being an award-winning makeup artist, yeah. which is 
outstanding. Um, but you, what other kind of businesses did you start? I, uh, because I love the feeling of making other feel good. So that was one of my need to please other people. And being a makeup artist, I feel like that I serve that purpose. And also being able to see the smile on a bride's face, knowing that they look amazing in the best way they can on their special day was such a gift to me. That was my satisfaction. And so I expanded my business in uh, wedding dresses. I own two wedding dress gowns. Uh, one in luxury. And then I have a wedding decoration company. I opened at a cafe before. Uh, I currently have a, a VA company as well as my coaching business. But yeah, as we were mentioning before, COVID really hit us hard. I think in a lot of the sense that when we do face-to-face business, it really hit us. And so I move on by the encouragement of my new partner. He's absolutely amazing. He encouraged me to step into the coaching space and say, hey you got such a beautiful uh history behind you you can help other people as well i'm like really i can like i can be vulnerable and start sharing it's because of him that give me that courage to starting to be vulnerable and and like i said to people you don't need to jump off a high-rise building at first you can take little bunny step to tell people i started off with my abusive marriage then i talk about my uh bullying at school and then the last thing which it took me another three months to admit was the sexually molested part like i mentioned before being an asian very traditional family and that was the hardest thing for me to admit and once i admitted and shared to the world and say hey no one looked down on me uh, what is this bs belief system that i created in my head that everyone will chuck walks and fall eggs at me or looking me down no that was all a bs that i created in my head to stop me from being open and getting help so once i realized that and, and taking bunny steps to open myself up that's how i become the person i am today now well, that's outstanding i mean you've come a really long way from where from 11 years old going into Australia to mm. where you're at now, sleeping mm. on a mattress mm-hmm. on the floor mm. to where you're at now is an amazing journey. And I think that you are a testament to the fact that um, no matter what challenges that you mm. have overcome, mm. what challenges you have before you, you can overcome mm. and that you can move forward. So that's really, mm. that's a that's, that's fantastic. Um, I know that you've, you've written a, a book. Mm. Is it in regard to, tell me about the book. I have this BS in my head that I feel like I'm someone that who coming from English is not my first language. So I have terrible written English and I have terrible grammar. And that have stopped me from becoming author. But what pushed me out of that corner was the will to help others. It was during COVID that I see the lockdowns happening. And I have friends in the uh, Melbourne district, which is there actually in lockdown again. It really hurts. It breaks my heart to see that. And then um, I say that I wanted to help other people to have some light in their head. Their, their heart, to give them something to read, to let them know that they're not alone in this situation. We are all supporting them and cheering for them. So 
that's how my first book come out. It's what be basically because of the will to help people. I put all that BS behind and ask for help. When one of my friends helped me with my grandma, the other friend helped me do with putting all the graphics together. If I'm looking back at it like now, I'm like, oh, that one needs a bit of work there. But you know what? It's my first book. It got it out there. And uh, it is it is what it helps people with. And it was the first moment I feel like, hey, you know what? I can achieve anything as long as I'm willing to ask for help and learn. I'm very technology challenged, okay? I'm a hand crafty person, but I'm technology challenged. We didn't have like social media 10 years ago like come on like I come from an ancient world <laughs> so so I'm like this is really really hard but you know what as long as that you got that real you understand your why that's where the motivation come in that's when you have the bravery to break down all the things that is stopping you from moving forward and it is because of that I got my first book and for my first book I, I attracted a publisher who said that hey I wanted to publish your, your book in a second version which is a bigger version I'm like, oh my god! Like I got, I'm getting published. Like so, someone that who's telling myself that I'm not good enough to write a book to be in published. Oh my god, that's crazy! And then now I'm on my fifth book, and I got one book that I'm co-author of that is already in Amazon with 33 entrepreneurs that are in all over the world. And it's like, wow, how far did I come? As soon as I stopped creating stories in my head to criticize myself to tell me that I'm not good, good enough and to validate what other people say, those bad people say about me and say, no, 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 I refuse to take that. I refuse to be the person that they think I am. I'm going to prove them wrong. You think that I can't make it? Guess what? This is what I'm doing right now. Oh, you think uh, like a lot of people in the makeup industry will probably resonate with this. Why don't you get a real job? That's what we've been asked all the time. Why are you a coach? Why don't you get a real job? <laughs> yeah, my, my kids are in the entertainment industry. Yeah. My, old, my oldest kids are in the entertainment industry. Uh, the youngest one is actually in the marketing, marketing industry. She's a digital uh, marketer. Uh, but the older ones, uh, even, even their grandpas, uh, are going, why don't you get a real job? Like, yeah. when I do have a real job. I'm an actor. Yeah. I do have a real job. I work at Disneyland. Yeah. That's not a real job. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's a real job. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm yeah. loving going to work every day. Mm. I mean, COVID hit them pretty hard, too. The, yeah. As you know, the entertainment yeah. industry was pretty much shut down last yeah. year. So it was difficult for, for them during that mm. time period. Mm. And it was difficult for the marketing divisions as well. Mm. Um, because the my youngest daughter, yeah. um, she she worked for a company that did the marketing for a bunch of health fitness places, which oh. were shut down here in America. Oh. So when they shut down, of course, they weren't advertising. When they weren't yeah. advertising, they didn't buy marketing. So when they didn't buy yeah. marketing, they she was out of a job for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but but both my girls are tenacious. We've empowered mm. them. Mm. I've encouraged them. My wife has encouraged them to mm. move forward, to stay strong, mm. to persevere, which mm. is why I'm glad you came on the show as a testament to that, to show <laughs> that you can overcome any challenge that you have, mm. you just have to persevere and you have to move, you have to set goals and you have to mm. understand that what's out there, you just have to ask for and manifest what you want, manifest mm -hmm. what you want, that the possibility is there. So did COVID, did COVID shut down your other businesses? 
Yes, they completely shut it down. A lot of them, I even uh, moved back home to have a home studio because my partner, like me and my partner, live together now, and uh, and he is so kind that to have a room for me to do everything in there, so I can do my workshop, I can do everything that they have enough space for me to run my uh, other businesses as well. So that's ve- I'm I'm very very grateful that for that and moving into the Zoom world. I have to say, thank you, technology. <laughs> we can reach people from the other side of the world using the internet, which is amazing. Well, we're, we're talking from Australia to Arizona right now. Exactly. So it, it really helped. And going into that digital space is COVID-proof as well, because we still don't know when this situation will finish. So that allows us to have that creativity, to have that uh, possible connection from all over the world. Um, I always say when we think about that it is not the end of the world. It's not without option. It's not a can. When we change that mindset into it is possible, it is an option, there is opportunity. When we change our mindset to that, everything becomes a lot better. It's that based on what we are focusing on when we are in life and say, hey, do we want to focus on a solo or do we want to focus on something that's empowering? Ask yourself whenever that you're in a situation, what is my option? As long as there's an option, there's no the end of the world. Remember how we see movies that there's all this situation, it looks grim. As long as you don't give up and you understand why you're doing it, it will help you to get out of that situation and be better. Like Life is always filled with up and down. It's always filled with challenges, especially when you want something so bad, the universe will test you. The world will test your will to make sure that you truly deserve what you're receiving. Then prove them wrong. Prove it to them. Prove them wrong to those people who don't support you. Prove them that you are successful and you will be happy. Because what is the end of the world uh, thinking like if we don't have happiness, we don't have smile, we don't have loved ones around us to support us and share with us. As long as we got all of those, how much dollar signs do you have in your bank account is not the major thing. Not saying money is not important. It is important because when you have more, you can give more out. That's how I see money. Money is never evil. It's some. It's depending on that person, how they're using it. Yes, you can spend a million dollars on a wedding or you can buy million meals for other people who are in a homeless shelter. Um, one of the really lovely things that I it really attract me with my partner is one of his goal is to set up a, a food kitchen because he's a Navy chef. He wanted to set up a, uh, a food kitchen for the homeless people and to support them. It is that that it really attracted me to him and say, oh, you are a really beautiful person inside. And he inspired me to do this uh, woman um, nonprofit, which is called the Confident Project, that I help a woman as well in that sort of situation to get free coaching and get there. And I don't do it alone. I do it with a lot of coaches all around the world. They can support people all around the world using that method, only allowing them to spend four hours with them, like four sessions, only four hours. And that will change someone's life because I went into a stage that I couldn't even pay for my meal. During my marriage, because my ex-husband was into drugs and gambling, it it was there was days that I was eating overnight bread for, to survive for a month until my next pay, paycheck comes in. 
So I went through poverty. I went through the stage that where I was hungry to go into bed. That is terrible feeling. And class that uh, he's always out. He, I'm always only one at home. It makes that loneliness and emptiness even more. But I find my outlet in my work. I find the value in in in、uh, helping other people to feel beautiful about themselves. So. When you are stuck at a corner, give yourself an option to see what other area can inspire you. What other areas can actually push you moving forward? Once you find that, you can begin to change your life. That's amazing advice, actually.、Mm-hmm. Um, your books. What, what you said? You, I didn't realize you'd written five books. So kudos to that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.、So、are they? Are they Are they all about empowering, or are they business related? Tell me about your books. I have、uh, first book was、uh, Five to Survive,、uh, even when times was was tough.、Uh, that was during COVID. That I help people for two minutes pick up read to read. It's a very very short book,、uh, but I'm very proud of it because that's how I started. the The second one is、uh, Golden Tips for Coaches who help to stop. I'm feeling overwhelmed, so that's one is more business, and then I have another one called Action is Proof. During the earlier in this year, my cat passed away, and she was the only thing that I had for 16 years, and she went through all my、uh, depression, all my、uh, abusive marriage. So when we move out、uh, from my ex husband, we had two years of very peaceful life together, but then she passed away earlier in the year, and I went back into depression. Um, it, what didn't help either was my ex-husband did not contact me for almost two and a half years, and he sent me a text about blaming me for my cat's death, telling me how horrible of a person I am, and that put triggered some of the fear that I didn't clear completely. So that put me into a three months of a zombie living. That whatever chuck at me, I'll be able to face it. But I have no emotion. I try to block out my emotion, and I was walking around like a zombie. Not until I did my upgrade in my、uh, NLP tra- training, that completely released me from that trauma that I have, and realizing that hey, I'm doing good, and I cannot let him control me anymore. I am the person who's in control. So that's where the third book comes in, which is action is proof. And then I forgot about the goal board achievable one, which that one is a business. But the last one that I did is for both people. It's called the Super Confidence Success Formula. It is a formula that we use for from NL NLP Lagrinsic, uh, uh, what. Neural linguistic programming. If people who doesn't know what NLP is, it's about belief and changing your ways that you see things. So I write up that book based on the learning that I got from NLP, and to give them a formula that no matter what they want to achieve, as long as they follow this formula, realize that there's no failures. There's only learning and feedback. Anything you do will be successful. So that's my book in there. Which、yeah, I'm、amazing. very happy to share with yeah, all of your audience. Congratulations on all that! Yeah, that's <laughs> those are all those are all amazing. So、um, uh, obviously, this all related back to you being a coach, and and we have to thank your partner for for inspiring、mm. you to start this coaching business because obviously、mm. that puts you in a position to help others in a very good、mm. way. Yeah. So I know that you're. We, we talk about the NLP. We talk about the neuro linguistic.、Mm. So you. You are. A, I know there's different types of coaches. So there's basic life coaches, and there are、mm. um, nutrition coaches, and there are、mm. 
you know, um, inspiration coaches. What mm. you have a specialized coaching? Mm. Can you tell me about that? I what, specialize what kind of under I specialize under the branding called Confident, because I believe that we need confident in life, in relationship, and in our business. So based on that, I have two to three different programs on different、uh, areas that people need help in. Just like Tony Robbins, he doesn't have one niche; he have a heart to help people. So based on what they the people needs, then he develop different program on it. So I have a co-、uh, course for confidence to help them、uh, people to feel self worthy and take that take out all the blocks that they have inside them. I also one of the my biggest one, which is the business coaching part, which I help new coaches. To build up their successful business, because there's a lot of confusion in our market, and a lot of smart business people sell their programs in pillars, so they only solve one problem but not the rest. And I see that as a gap in the industry. And being the very compassionate, caring person I am, I pull in my own. Ideas together, putting all my fifty thousand dollars worth of learning together into one package for people to actually start their business. I even give them a guarantee that until they get their first clients, I'm still with them. So that's the guarantee and the confidence that I have in my business program that I can help other people to become coaches,、mm-hmm. to ha- share their knowledge, to share their experience, to inspire others as well. So that's where that one come in、uh, for my business coaching and for the relationship part. Thanks to my current partner, he's given me all the love and care and support that I need. I realized what is the difference when I was with a narcissist and a difference between a very good man. So I help people to coach in that area to help them with their relationship as well.、Um, because when I first met him, I didn't know he was my ideal partner. I was having all these triggers in my head that as soon as that I see something is wrong, I want to run away. And that was my response to to things because I wasn't used to it. Not until my trauma therapist, which becomes my really good friend, she said to me and said, "Wow, he sounds like the ideal partner you've been asking for." And that moment, I stopped and I'm like, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he did take all the boxes, but I was too scared." To realize he take all the boxes. Instead, I keep pushing him away. Because I was scared of being hurt, even that I always say, "Hey, like the door is that way. If you don't like me, it's fine. Like you know, we move on to another person. There's plenty of fish." But I didn't realize how much of a value he is to my life because I was too scared and too afraid. So I help women to get over that step and give themselves a chance. Not just about giving him a chance, but give themselves a chance to find the happiness they deserve.、And、look at me now. I'm. Very, very happy, very content. Yes, relationship have arguments up and down, but I'm so content and feel so loved. Even my friends said that I can't believe how much you smile now. I can't believe how bright your smile is. Your whole aura is completely different. I said, yeah, I was pretending to be happy all my life, and for the first time in my life, I'm finally content and happy. You know, it's interesting. You can always see happy not just in a smile, but if they're truly happy, you can see it in their eyes,、mm-hmm. in their face. Yeah, the definitely. Eyes, true <laughs> windows to the soul. Yes. So that basically is your mission. Your mission is to that no woman should suffer in silence.、Mm, definitely, because I know how it feels when you feel powerless, when you feel alone, when you feel like that you are not worth anything.
So I want to let other women know that they are worth any, they are worthy, they are enough, they are already beautiful just the way they are. Makeup is only a tool to make us feel good. It does not make us a better person because we are already have all this goodness that we can choose to express, and we are in control of that. Absolutely. Um, we've only got a few more minutes. So, mm -hmm. what inspires you? What inspires me is other people's smile. When I see them getting a breakthrough, I feel like yes, they get it. They, I can see their light in their eyes. I can see that they are going to see happiness, and that's what is the one thing that inspires me and keep me working on an eighteen hours day, and I will still kick it. <laughs> that's that's well done. Do you have any advice for any others that are going through the same thing that you went through? Ask for help. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel alone. And because you are not alone, ask for help. Learn to trust. I know it's hard when you have someone that is telling you that you're worth not worth anything. But believe me, there's help out there. As soon as you are beginning to ask for help, help will come. How can somebody find you if they're looking for help? I will give my contacts on my link tree uh, to you later so you can help me to actually put it onto your show notes if you can. And I'm happy to offer uh, some of my books out to you. I got a link ready. And uh, people who are interested, they're more than welcome to download the free ebooks for them. And I wanted to also give a chance for you to reach out to help to ask for help i will offer offer an empowerment sessions to them if they needed help they are more than welcome to jump on a call with me you don't need to switch on your uh, camera we can just talk and make you feel comfortable because if i knew there was help out there i wouldn't have to spend 19 years of my life in solo and look at how happy life could be we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Look at the pandemic have caused us. What we truly need is to realize what we want as a human, as a person, as you, because you are worth it. I was going to, that's, yes. I was going to say, this is one more thing before you go. Is there anything you would like to share or say before we go? But I think you just said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are worth it. You are worthy. Outstanding. I will make sure that everything uh, to reach Martha Malk is in the show notes um, when her show airs, uh, including the book on uh, the book links and the uh, session links and the contact. Mm -hmm. So if, correct me if I'm wrong, I can cut this part out, but um, don't be afraid. If you are seeking help and you mm -hmm. want to reach out mm -hmm. and you don't know where to reach out, mm -hmm. Martha says to reach out to her. She will listen. Yes, will I will you. listen. And I have a team of coaches that who I coach who are in various areas from grief counseling to domestic violence to writing a book uh, to business coaching. Everything you need, I have someone who is ready to help you and support you. So all you have to do is ask. We are here for you. Martha, thank you very much for sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And a, a pleasure, pleasure to, 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 uh, to, to learn more about you. Mm. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a great talk. And I look forward to knowing you more in the future too. Absolutely. I agree. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go. Have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved. Thank you.